Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to join in on the fun, all you got to do is hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by WonderfulTouch9488, a very embarrassed lady. So, some years ago, I was doing a summer job working for my mom as her secretary. She's a doctor. I never looked like my mom and nobody knew I was her daughter. Patients just thought I was some intern or student. During all summer, this mean old lady came to the office almost every two days, not to see the doctors each time but to sort of hang out in the secretary's office and chat, or ask for test results or whatever, but mainly to spend time and complain about everything. The usual secretary often indulges her because she's a regular, but she was in her holidays and I was the only one she could talk to. And talk she did! She was a racist, anti-everything, hypocrite, and above all, like I said, just plain mean. I always put up a facade with her, polite and smiling, and she seemed to love to teach life to a young girl like I was. One day, she decided to talk very badly about her doctor, my mom. She thought I was new and didn't know my boss very well, and was bolder than usual. She said all sorts of horrible things about her, trying to spread rumors about her carelessness or bad practice. Then she asked me a medical question about her test result. Sweetly, I ask her if she wants me to call the doctor to ask the question, since I'm not allowed to look at her file. She says, oh no, don't bother, the doctor never answers her phone, she just doesn't care. I say, Mrs. D, your well-being is important, you should have the answer you're looking for. Let me try, if she sees her secretary number on the phone, maybe she'll answer. So I picked up the phone and called her. When she responded, because she always responds or calls back, I looked the old lady in the eyes with my biggest smile and said, Hi mom, I just had a long and interesting conversation with Mrs. D. She has some questions, could you talk to her? The face of this old hag when she realized she talked crap about the doctor in front of her daughter was priceless and my favorite memory of this summer. My mom said to me that she didn't come back for three months and never talked again in front of any secretary. If you found yourself in a situation like this, would you play your cards right away and tell them pretty early into them complaining that the doctor they're complaining about is your mom? Or do you think you'd have it in you to hear out all those complaints and whatnot and drop it only at the very end of the whole ordeal? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by Kilted Turtle. You've been using a broken device daily? How is that possible? Stories from my management job a long time ago when mainframes ruled the world. I worked for a university that was trying to be progressive in upgrades to systems. They had recently replaced all but one key punch machine with a stack of new glass terminals. The idea was that the lone key punch would help transition the new faculty members to get rid of cards. The computing center reported to the bursar, finance person. Initially, there was grumbling about the machines being gone to the bursar. We were told in no uncertain terms that they did not want to hear any more about the machines going away. About six months later, we announced that the key punch machine would be gone in two weeks. Bedlam happened. Many complaints to the bursar. 
Ursa is angry, we agree to hold a faculty meeting to discuss the issue. We meet in the executive conference room, which was conveniently next to the bursar's office. Meeting starts, faculty members rail on about how they use the very important machine for their research and often use it five days a week. Ranting goes on for about 20 minutes and the bursar is getting more and more upset. Hey bursar, there's a small box in your file slash cash vault that's labeled important computing center materials. Can you send someone for it? They say I'll go myself and they stomp out. Back with the box, they say, can you look at the box and tell us what you see? They say, brown paper wrapped box with dozens of stamps on it. They ask, what are the stamps? Bursar replies, looks like it's the official received stamp from my office with a date around six months ago on it. They say, can you open it please? The bursar opens it and dumps a circuit board out of it onto the table saying, what is that? They say, it's the control board for the key punch. It's been in that box, in your vault, for the last six months. The key punch hasn't worked a day since then. Silence in the room. So, since nobody's been using the key punch for the last six months, are we okay to remove it? Key punch was removed the next day. Admittedly, I'm a little confused in the story as to who was the one who actually put the box in the bursar's files or whatever. But the point of the matter is, people were going bedlam and crazy and complaining about something that wasn't an issue. It just upset them just because it's, I don't know, changing times, I guess. Our next story is by Arquistar, Swing Shift Scheduling Shenanigans. While reading other stories, I'm suddenly reminded of my own, so here's my contribution. About 10 years ago, I worked as a press operator for a company we'll call WSPG. Because those are the actual initials, screw them. Some backstory, when hired on, you're told that there's occasional weekend work that's typically voluntary. Maybe in the 80s, but since the mid-90s, you're working your 40 plus every third weekend at a minimum. The policy stated that without adequate workers, you'd have to cover every third weekend with the other two weekends being free. There was also a policy for low overtime. Start of year-to-date overtime hours accrued and low seniority coverage of weekends when they were really short. Nobody had a designated home machine. We all floated from machine to machine with the intent to keep fresh on everything. But with the reality of sticking the best operators on the most technically difficult operations, regardless of which machine it was on. This resulted in a lot of the time getting a crash course for 4 hours on Friday so that you could keep things going on Saturday and Sunday with mixed results. As busy seasons picked up, it wasn't unheard of to work 48 to 60 hours on Monday through Friday for several months at a time while also working 8 hours a day on 1 out of 3 Sundays and 2 out of 3 Saturdays. Nice checks, but miserable workers, which led to people calling in just to get a day off, which led to more overtime, and a vicious cycle started. They'd recently started up a swing shift to get 24-7 coverage on a new press because the cross-training wasn't coming along very well, and they needed a long-term solution to the poor workmanship and shoddy attendance. I volunteered because the incentives seemed amazing at the time. With a constantly changing schedule as vacation coverage and customer demand waxed and waned, the swing shift was a set yearly calendar. Only work your scheduled days full stop. No vacation coverage, no extra hours for business needs, you're already scheduled off for half the year, and taking vacation means you're working less than half a year. Dream come true. The actual weekly schedule was a weird homebrew by a middle manager to minimize weekly overtime and to try to not pay any double time for Sundays. 
The rule for Sunday was, you only made double time if you worked the previous six days and had 48 hours in before your shift started. Holidays were a different animal though, as those were always paid at a double time rate for hours worked during the holiday, plus eight hours of holiday pay. Our story occurs around one such holiday. I was scheduled to work on Independence Day, America, and also the Sunday in the same week. So I volunteered for shifts here and there on my days off to load up on overtime and guarantee a healthy amount of double time as I had to hit all seven days worked. When payday came around, my check looked light so I looked into it. I was working 7pm the night before July 4th until 7am the morning of July 4th, what's considered by everybody there to be a July 4th shift as most of the hours fall on July 4th. Payroll saw it otherwise though. After much back and forth, I found out that our clocking system just looks at a punch in time to declare the date of the shift. A little experimentation, and I found out the cutoff was set at a strangely arbitrary time of 8.30pm. If you punch in before 8.30pm, it's considered a shift during that day. Anything after is considered a shift for the next day. Cue malicious compliance. I was also scheduled for another holiday later the same year, New Year's Eve. I was supposed to work 7pm to 7am December 30th to 31st. I called ahead and said I was having some issues at home and I'd be a little late for my December 30th shift, but it shouldn't be more than an hour or two. I rolled in at 9pm, punched in and got right to work. Missing less than 4 hours of your shift was also only half an occurrence. I punched out at 7am like normal, got some sleep and came back in at 7pm for my holiday shift except the payroll system tracked both shifts to the same day. So rather than working 24 hours across two days and getting paid for 36 hours, I worked 22 hours and got paid for 44 hours. My coworkers were a little miffed at how I gamed the system, as I worked less than them but got paid for an additional 8 hours, but payroll was done at the corporate level, and in my eyes, I was just paying myself back for the hours they screwed me out of earlier in the year. I like to say it ended there, but there were several other times throughout the next six months where I was accidentally late and ended up making more because of it. That place was a nest of vipers though. No regrets for trying to get what I could out of them. I don't think you can really blame OP when you're working at a place that has this weird arbitrary limit that's literally designed to essentially scam you out of pay that you deserve. So by God OP showing up an hour and a half late to work to get that extra 8 hours of pay, especially for compensation for getting screwed out of hours earlier in the year, just seems like some good karma or at least some good payback. This next story is by Dr. Lagrangian, Infinite Loop with Supervisor on Performance Review. Another post reminded me of this performance review at another job 10 years ago. Supervisors were instructed to reduce bonuses, not that we knew that at the time. The manager had a script to follow, like a call center and I wouldn't stop the review until I understood the content. This was the conversation loop I got them in, and yes, it repeated almost verbatim each time. Supervisor, translated from stupid to plain speak, said, so to be clear, it is one of your duties to go above and beyond the needs of the customer. I say, oh, like when I did X or was acting lead? They say, yes, exactly. Now to explain the bonus structure, a three is meeting standards. And to go beyond a three, you really have to do well. You really have to go above and beyond to meet a five. Oh, and at a one, you get fired. 
At a two, you get remediation. At a three, you get to keep your job. At a four, you get a $200 bonus. And at a five, you get the 1% raise. I say, I understand. So I'll get the raise, right? They say, no, you get a three. I say, but you said a three is standard. I went above and beyond to do things, like be acting lead. They say, yes, but you were supposed to do those things. I say, I was supposed to, but you said those things were going above and beyond. So I'm a five. They say, but going above and beyond is one of your duties as an employee here. You're supposed to do that, so you are a three. I say, so if I do my duty, I'm a three. To get a five, I have to go above and beyond, right? They say, yes. I say, and by going above and beyond, I should get a five. They say, yes. I say, and you agree that I went above and beyond? They say, yes. I say, so I get a five. They say, no, you were supposed to. You get a three. I say, let's try a different angle. You said X was definitely going above and beyond. I did X, so I get a 5. They say, so you did X on the 23rd of month before the start of this reporting period. Doesn't count for now. I say, so it should count for the previous reporting period then. They say, we discussed the last performance review on the 20th of the month and you didn't bring it up. I say, but I couldn't bring it up because it hadn't happened yet. It clearly happened between the last review and this review, right? They say, yes. I say, so I get a five for going above and beyond, right? They say, you were supposed to go above and beyond, so you did what the job required of you, so you get a three. End loop. It was meant to be a 15-minute conversation that lasted one and a half hours. It was right next to the break room, so I had lots of people cheering for me silently. During the time, my review was in the supervisor's cubicle, which prevented either of my supervisors from having their lunch or performing any work themselves. It ended only because my shift ended and I didn't have the tools to fight it. I would have needed to have recorded the things I did and submitted them, but no one did that at the time so I had nothing written down. The malicious compliance comes after while talking to my coworkers about a plan we could all enact. Oh, you think we're all doing three-level work? So we'll do three-level work. No more acting leadership for me. What you said was that going extra is required, but we have to document all instances in order to get credit? Look, I just gave that customer directions. Can I have time on the break room computer to document my success? Oh, we're being graded on adherence to procedure? I better make sure I know the procedure well. Can I have time to read the SOP? And after I do, I'll make sure to follow every rule, no matter how long the customers have to wait. Within a few months, we had the managers clawing their eyes out with our compliances. But it backfired a bit because next year, they took away the confusing rating system in favor of a pass-fail system. This is clear corporate BS. The whole, okay, well, if you get a five, you'll get this raise that you should be getting anyways, but we're going to make it really hard to achieve. And then we're going to downplay all of your successes, so don't ever expect to get there. You're going to be stuck with your consolation prize. You're going to get one of those little plastic gotcha capsules with a plastic ring in it. You'll be allowed free access to one gumball from the gumball machine every lunch break. Keep up the good work, level three, you... But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.